The title of my message today is Turnaround 2021. This is what John Harkey prophesied to us. There's going to be a great turnaround here. And so that's what we're standing for and we're believing for. Amen. And the Lord said that, Delonda, God was going to use you in this. So you just be listening and pay attention, amen, (laughs) to what he tells you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just glorify you. We exalt you, God. We thank you for, Lord, this opportunity to come before your throne today. Lord, to to lift up our voices, to clap our hands, to dance with our feet, God, to to bring our tithes and our offerings, Lord, to come and to hear your word today, God. And I pray that, Lord, that you just continue to strengthen every person of who we are in you. That, Lord, truly old things passed away and all things become new in each one of us, God. That we'd walk in the sea of victory we have in Christ Jesus. And that, Lord, that your joy would be our strength today. And so, Father, we love you so much. And we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Well, here we are, 2021. And I haven't seen any flying cars yet, you know. I thought they'd be out by now, you know. Or at least, you know, they're coming out with, uh, I think Apple's really going after creating that self-driving car, you know. I think that's the next market Apple's going into. And and Delonda and I are beginning today our 12th year as the lead pastors here. Hallelujah. Amen. And we are are thankful for every opportunity that God has given us and... uh, um, we're just excited about what he's doing. Amen. You know, I, I know all, so much stuff is going on around us, but I, I focus on what God is doing. If anything you should have gotten out of 2020 is focus. Focus on Jesus. Amen. You know, and we've just come through a very challenging year. And for some, it's been more challenging than others. You know, COVID-19 it hit in California in March last year. We just finished our missions conference on March 8th, and we had ordained Pastor Peter as our Chinese pastor. When we launched the Chinese church on March 15th, and we woke up March 16th to a stay-at-home order. You know, it was really a bummer for me to March 15th, we go, we launched the Chinese church. March 16th, I had to call him and say, hey, stay home. It's just, you know, we didn't know know what was going to happen. You know, everybody was, this was a a whole new experience for for both of us. I even called Pastor Dave and Pastor Dave said, I don't know, Ron, never pastored through a pandemic before, you know, but people were sent home from work. People were laid off from work. People got sick. You know, then we had the, the killing of George Floyd and the riots across the country. And I know that, you know, Delonda and I were set to drive across the country and to go see our um, kids. We're going to go to South Carolina, then we're going to come back to Kentucky. But along the road there, there were so many riots and and people walking the streets with AK-47s and stuff that we said, eh, maybe we won't go this time. (laughs) And we stayed home. And, um, you know, the church, we went outside, and then we came back in on May 24th, and the Lord gave us a word to go back, uh, to go outside on July 5th. And I remember that day, Liz, because I stopped and I said to you, I said, the Lord just told me to go outside again, but I don't think he means Sunday morning. I think he means, you know, like maybe a Friday night, a Saturday night, but I don't think he means Sunday morning. But next, you know, so we continued inside on July 12th, but July 13th, we were given the order to go outside again. And I'm like, oh man. So we, we went back outside. You know, we had a staff meeting that Tuesday. 
I remember after that, and we were talking about what to do. We thought, you know, we have the stage, we have the equipment. Let's go back outside. So we went back outside. And then on October 5th, I felt it was time to come back into the building. And the deacons and the government agreed on the 6th that we should come back in the building. But it was a year of trials, but it was also a year of prayer and a time of learning to use other resources to minister the gospel of the kingdom, amen? In the middle of all this, we were told, don't sing. It's like, how do you, how do you come to the house of the Lord? You're welcome. <laughs> how do you come to the church and not sing? How do you come and not praise God like that? Like we did this morning. It was great, Liz. It just, I feel that, that fire. We're going to get there. I'm telling you, pretty soon you'll all be running. You'll all be dancing. You'll all be praising. You'll be, I'm telling you, it's coming. <laughs> You're going to be like, wow. You're going to be saying, man, I wasn't like this a year ago. And that's what we want, amen? We want to not be like we were a year ago. You know, it was a year of trials, but it was also a year of prayer and a time of using other resources. We had to become creative as to how we delivered the message of the gospel. And people became hungry for the gospel, amen? More and more as the uncertainty of the time was pushing people towards God. Many were convinced, stay at home, not be around people, wear the mask, social distance, and that's okay too. But I'm telling you, the gathering together of the church needs to happen, amen? We need to come together. You know, um, the news calls the church, I heard them calling the church the other day, super spreaders. <laughs> that's what the church is, a super spreader. I don't know of anybody that's caught COVID from being in this church. They've gotten COVID being outside the church. Maybe you shouldn't go where you've been going. I don't know. <laughs> and some good godly people have gotten it and we've lost some. You know, this coming Saturday at, nine, at 2 p.m. on the 9th at Crestlawn uh, Memorial Cemetery up on California there, um, we're going to put to rest Ann Paul. And it's an open service. It's outside they're doing a private family service at Beacon Hill and um, we're gonna do the, the burial out there and they've asked me to speak. And, um, but he leaves behind a wife and three kids. You know, it's tough things, you know. And he was 42 years old. But he, Dan didn't get COVID in a church meeting. He didn't get COVID in a church meeting. You know, here we come into 2021 with many of the issues of last year still with us. They haven't gone away. Um, not yet. You know, there's an issue, and I, I, just, I just feel led to share this with you of what's happening this week on the 6th. You know, the 6th is when they decide the presidency. I know we've already voted. I know everything's happened, but... All the electoral votes have been put in an envelope and sealed, and they'll be opened up on the 6th with the House and the Senate, and Vice President Mike Pence is the head of that meeting. They open up the electoral ballots, and they see who won. Okay, so at the end, but during that, if somebody disagrees with the vote, they can contest it. And if it gets a second, if that motion gets seconded, 
Then the House and the Senate go back to their own chambers and they vote. Who wins? And the thing about it is, is that every state will only get one vote. So the way it works is, you know, California usually has 50 votes from the House. But on that day, they'll only have one. <laughs> now, I'm not trying to be political. I'm just trying to give you a, an idea of what's going on right now. Now, if this doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But if this does happen, listen, they're talking about martial law. They're, they're talking about, um, you know, that there could be riots and stuff because if, if President Trump stays in, you know there's going to be people coming out. So they're talking about martial law, using the military to to squash that. So what I'm getting at is this week could be a really rough week in the United States. And I want you to be, I, I feel to make you aware of that so that you know what's going on so that you're, you're prepared for it, that you're, you know, you're, um, well, number one, we start our fast tomorrow. I'm going to talk about that later, but we're fasting. We're praying every night here at the church. And uh, I encourage you to come. I encourage you to join us online. I encourage, encourage you to be praying because, listen, no, if, if, if President-elect Biden gets in there or President Trump stays, somebody's not going to be happy. And so it could be a rough week. And I just want to encourage you to cover yourself, you know, um, I, I always look to the word, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory, amen? I know God's got us, but I, I just want you to, to, you know, if you gotta get an extra jug of water or something, you know, a little bit of extra food for a few days, you know, because if we go under martial law, it, it's, it's gonna get a little intense. So I, I'm telling you that as your pastor, as your shepherd, just to, to, to be praying this week, to watch it, to be watchful. Amen. Isn't that what we've talked about? Be watchful. You got to pay attention to what's going on. Don't, don't get, as I said last week, so intoxicated by the news and stuff that you miss sight of what God is saying and what God is doing. Amen. Don't get intoxicated by all the world junk. Just stay focused on Jesus and what he has for you. Amen. But, but what, be watchful this week and be praying. Be praying for Wednesday. So, but you know, as we talked about, you know, the, getting free from COVID, having COVID go away. How many of you like COVID to just go away? Uh, amen. Just, just go away. Amen. But I, and I reminded you a few weeks ago to look unto Jesus. Remember, as they lifted up that bronze serpent in the wilderness, everybody that looked at it was healed. And so let's look unto Jesus. Amen. And that Jesus could destroy this COVID virus in the name of Jesus. Amen. Stay focused and let him destroy this thing. That's what we need. A vaccine does not keep you, stop you from getting COVID. It just means you won't get it so bad. Is what they say. We need the healer, Jesus, to intervene. We need him to intervene. And I believe he can and I believe he hears us. Amen. He hears the cry of our heart. So as we start 2021, let's let go of this past year and trust God like never before in our lives. Trust him with everything in our lives. Amen. Let's let this be the year of a great turnaround in, in our community, in our church, in our country. Amen. And the big turnaround, it started last year. It was repentance. 
You know, repentance is when you're going one direction and you turn around and you go the other direction. That's repentance, Ron. That means whatever you were doing this way with the world, when you repent, you stop doing that and you go this way and you do things God's way. That's repentance. And we started, the, the world started repenting. You know, um, there was major meetings for, for repentance in the, in the country and around the world. And um, we need to stay focused on that. This needs to continue in the big turnaround of 2021, repentance. We need to keep it at the front of our hearts. Matthew 4, 17, it says, from, that, from then on, Jesus began to preach, repent of your sins and turn to God. For the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent of your sins and turn to God. And that needs to be our focus, turning to God. A great turnaround towards God. Amen. That's what we need to have happen. We need to turn around and just keep going with God. And you say, well, I've already done that. We'll continue with that. Stay focused on Jesus. Amen. Make that turnaround permanent in your life. You know, and um, this was the greatest turnaround of my life. And it happened right here at this altar that I repented of my sins and I came to God. And, and every time, you know, as I got greater understanding of the word of God, I would repent of those things that I knew I shouldn't be doing, that I was doing. But as I got into the word more, Jake, and, and the word became revelation to me, then I'd repent. You know, I, um, when I was young, I wasn't real good at being married. But when I came to the Lord, the Lord began to teach me how to be married. You know, I spent so much time turning around, I was dizzy. It was tough, man, because, you know, I used to think Delonda was the problem in our, in our relationship, you know? <laughs> you say, how can Delonda be your problem? I know, how, how can I ever have that thought, honey? But I was dizzy because the more and more revelation I got out of the word of God, the more turnaround happened in my life. You see, if, if God turned you all around at once, you'd be like a top spinning out of control. He's very gracious to us and he takes his time with us and he helps us to get where he's called us to be, amen? He turns us around. And then we start doing things his way instead of our way. We start doing it the way that he has created us to do it, the way he's written for us to do it. Job 28, 28, he says, and this is what he says to all humanity. The fear of the Lord is true wisdom. To forsake evil is real understanding. Real understanding. How many of you want real understanding? We just turn around from the evil, forsake the evil, amen, and walk in the fear of the Lord. And out of the fear of the Lord, wisdom comes with it. We gain the wisdom that God has for us, and it takes you to that place that you're resisting the devil. You know, what does it say in Peter? It says, submit, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. The devil will flee. So, And, and it's a process. It's not... It's not like, oh, I came to the altar today and, and, and I gave my life to Jesus. So, you know, now the devil's got to flee because I've come to the, I've submitted to God and I've resisted this moment. You know, that's a good thing and that's a good start, but resisting the devil is a daily process. It's, it's an ongoing process that we, as we're submitting to God, but I know this, as I'm submitting to God, it's a lot easier to resist the devil. Because when I'm submitting to God and I'm focusing on God, I'm not focusing on what I have to resist. I'm not focusing on 
the issues of, of Ron King. I'm, I'm not focusing on my hangups, my hurts, habits, hangups, whatever. I'm focusing on Jesus. And the more I focus on Jesus, the more I stay over here and I'm, and I'm on my knees, I'm in my word, I'm worshiping, I'm praying. You know, like a warrior does, the warrior worships, the warrior reads, the warrior prays. As I'm doing that, as I'm walking in my warriorship of the, in the kingdom of God, doing what God has created me to be, resisting becomes easy because you don't, you're not focused on that. You don't wake up going, oh man, I don't want to do this. You wake up going, Lord, I'm going to memorize the scripture today. <laughs> and you start fighting that way. You start being that warrior. You get the scripture in you and you're, you're memorizing scripture and you're like taking it in, taking it in. And, and then pretty soon, Elena, the devil's going, I'm out of here. I just can't take this anymore. That guy just wants to read. He just wants to praise. He just wants to worship. He just wants to pray. Oh, I, I can't take this anymore. I got to get out of this place. And then he'll leave you. He'll leave. But then you know what he does? Maybe a year, two later, he comes back and he pokes you. He pokes the bear. <laughs> he does. He comes back and you say, ah, oh, really? Really? And you're like, I thought I dealt with that. And you probably did. But the devil's just looking. Remember, he just looks for an open door to where he can come and he can just poke you a little and he can see, is, is there an inch here I can take? Is there a little bit? Is there a little bit? Is there a little bit? And then it just gets wider and wider the more we give into it. That's what he does. Remember, he, like I said last week, he goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So if you're just focused over there and he pokes the bear, you're like, you just don't lose your attention. You stay focused, amen? You stay focused. And then you really forsake the evil. You start getting real understanding of the word of God and where God wants to take you. And that's what's important, is that we have that understanding so that we understand God's plan for our life. So that we don't just wander around and, and just sit in the chairs out there because you're like, I don't know what God has for me. I do. I know what God wants you to do. I know exactly what he wants you to do. But do you want to do what it takes to get there? He wants us to finish the end time task of telling people about Jesus. Every one of us. He wants us to reveal Christ to the world. And if you don't know what to say, learn. Leah, you can learn now so you can do it when you go, finally get to go back to school so that you can tell people all about Jesus. And you probably know enough to tell people about Jesus right now. It can just flow out of you and you can talk, 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 because I know you like to talk. <laughs> and you, could, you can share peop, Jesus with people. You too. <laughs> Yeah, let the poke the bear. <laughs> but I, I look at Ed and Andy, you know, they come and um, they do prayer and they bring their kids and their kids come and their kids go to the mic and they pray on the, the camera. They're, they're kids, they're just, you know, little, 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 you know. And they seem so young to me because they're all short. <laughs> but I, I look at them and they come and they pray. And they pray really well. 
I mean, mom and dad have been working with teaching them how to pray. But, but the, th- the thing that's awesome is, you know, one night somebody said to me that was here when they were praying, they said, man, I got to pick up my game. Them kids are tearing me up. And I'm telling you, church, it's time to pick up your game. It's time to step up instead of just cruising along. It's time to stop just going along with the ride and, and start being the ride. Amen? Being that love of God. But out of the fear of the Lord, the wisdom comes and you start running it with God. Fear the enemy of our soul. When we have fear of the enemy, you have to remember that that fear is a spirit. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Then King James says, a sound mind. So when you know that you're walking in fear, when you know that, that, that fear has come upon you and it's beginning to bind you up, then you have to break out of that fear, amen? You've got to say, I'm not going to live by fear because that's not God. That's not God do, giving me that. It's not something, I mean, I don't stick my finger in the light socket too much. <laughs> I just say that because there's been a few times I can't find a breaker, you know? You got to change that plug thing, you know, you can't find a breaker. You, you just do it. <laughs> but I have enough fear not to touch the wires, you know. I have enough fear of that electricity because that's, you know, you don't stick your finger in the light socket. But then there's when your fear, the enemy brings fear and he controls you. Like, you know, a lot of people are through this whole COVID thing are very, very afraid. Very afraid. But it's, it's a weird kind of fear. Go to Walmart, but can't come to church. Because we all need food, don't Reese. Or you got that one token family member that pick me up something while you're out. <laughs> and they deliver for you. But when we let the fear control us, we're not going to get where God wants us to be. I can't think of a safer environment than coming to church here. Your social distance, you can wear a mask. You can get your temperature taken, know where you're at. Some of you probably don't like your temperature taken, too bad. But the thing about fear, fear leads to torment. And when we're living in that fear and the torment's coming to people, it gets worse and worse and worse. The more bondage, we're we're not shaking off, we're inviting in when we're living in fear. Now, I'm not saying that you got to go out and rub down with people that are, that are COVID positive. You stay away from them. I mean, unless family members, you know, makes it kind of hard. But what I'm saying is don't let the fear of what's going on in our country, like even Wednesday, don't let fear grip you on Wednesday. Let prayer grip you. Let the fast that you're in grip you. 
But don't let fear, because when fear settles in, it leads to torment. That's why they say more people are committing suicide today, because they've given into the fear and they're being tormented. And people are getting depressed and people are, are not, I mean, I see, I see help wanted signs all over the place. But people are afraid to go to work. I remember I, I, I called uh, some people in authority over me one day and uh, they, they figured I was at home working. I'm not at home. I don't lie about it either. I'm not at home. I'm in my office. I'm like, oh. Because I, I'm not, I mean, I went home at first, but I'm like, I can't stay home. This is going to drive me nuts. <laughs> not, not you, honey. <laughs> I just took my foot back out of my mouth. <laughs> we did have fun. <laughs> I had so much fun that it's hard to work from home. How's that? <laughs> well, not that much. <laughs> All right, moving on. First John chapter four, verse 18. Delonda, you cracked me up. There's, there, <laughs> I'm going to need a moment. But 1 John chapter 4, 18 says, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So what we need, the prescription for the fear is the love of God. To be with God. To worship God. To praise God. To pray. To worship. To, to get into his word. That's the, the prescription right here. Is, is to experience his love. To, to be made perfect in his love. And, and as, I'm being, as I've been perfected in his love, there's just things that just fall away. It, it's just like, I'm not afraid. You're not afraid to do this. You're not afraid to tell somebody about Jesus. You're more afraid not to tell them about Jesus because you know where they're going to go if you don't. If you want to learn, if you want help, I was talking to Andy before the service. He's got a sign-up sheet. He'll give you those first 10 discipleship lessons and he'll put a business card, his card on them. All you got to do is hand it out. They won't even call you. They'll call him. You just hand out the lesson to somebody to, to encourage them towards God. Just, just let them know. How, how about this? Hey, I see you're struggling right now, but I, I found another way. Would you like to just take some time? Maybe you could read this and, and let me, you know, just call the number on there if you'd like to, to get more. That's not so hard. They, they might say, no, get out of my face. Like, ah, ah. Well, you know, I've never had that happen. You know, I've knocked on thousands of doors in Corona, thousands of doors. And I've only had one door slammed in my face. One door. That's it. But Andy, Andy, wave at everybody, please. He will help you. It's very simple. You just got to be brave enough, Liz, to put it into somebody's hand. That's all you got to do, Jake. Put it in somebody's hand. Take that risk. Take the risk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. Follow him outside the store and say, hey, you seem like you're really going through it today 
just give you a little reading material. If you want to know more, you call. They're not even going to call you. They're going to call Andy. It's not that hard, Cindy. It's not that hard. And people are looking for something right now. They're looking. They just want to know. They just need that peace, Stephanie. They need that peace of God to come to them. That's all it takes is just making a little bit of effort, a little bit of effort and getting out and going to it. But as I said, fear involves torment. And what we need is to receive from heaven the love that God has for us, amen? That's in, in his son Jesus too, in Jesus. For God so what? He loved the world. Who's the world? What's the world? Huh? Us. You can say it out loud. You can't be wrong. I mean, come on. You can say the planet. You can say us. We're the world. You're the world. You're the world. You're the world. For God so loved you, Pastor Dave Tanner and Sandy. God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes. So there's a big key. Believing, Vic. Believing not just... Just like, I believe that you're here today, but that you're so tangible that I could, I could come and I could shake your hand because you're here. You're tangible to me, amen? And I, and I see you. And see, and it's the same thing with the love of God, that he becomes so tangible to you that you reach out and touch him. It's just like I said a few weeks ago, at the end of the service, as we were waiting on the Lord, people just started coming and say, could you pray for this? It was like they wanted to touch the hem of the garment of Jesus. They were desperate for God to move on their behalf, that they just started coming to the front and asking and bringing their prayer request and saying, I need prayer for this. I didn't invite anybody, but they were desperate. And that's when we've got to get to that place that we're just desperate for Jesus, that we reach out and we go after him and we touch the hem of his garment and we allow his spirit to flow on us. Amen. And that we receive that love of God so that we, we are one with him. That's what he wants. He wants us to be one with him. And it's where God is taking us this year, a oneness with him that we're not so caught up in in everything going on around, but we're focused on Jesus. Amen. We're focused on the Lord. We can't control where the world is going. <laughs> we can't control, but we can pray. You know, but you can take authority over where your world is going. Where are you going? That's who you have that authority over you. You have that authority over the direction your life is going today. You know, in John chapter 15, 18 and 19, it says, if you find the godless world is hating you, remember it got it start hating me. This is Jesus talking. If you lived on the world's terms, the world would love you as one of its own. But since I picked you to live on God's terms and no longer on the world's terms, the world's going to hate you. Everybody say, hey. hey. That wasn't everybody. Why don't we start off the new year right? Everybody say, hey. hey. That's better. I heard you over here. It's your front row, people. You got to get a little louder. <laughs> but if you're fitting into the world, you're doing things their way just to fit in. And chances are you're not living in the fear of God. When you walk with Jesus... The people of the world will hate you. They'll not be for you. So here's something to turn away from. Stop living like the world so that they love you. 
Now, the, the only problem with that is a f- fear of rejection and a fear of abandonment. Again, back to the fear thing. See, if you're afraid of being rejected by people, if you're afraid of not being liked by people, you're going to give in to, to the people. If you're afraid of being abandoned by people, being cut off from them, again, it's a fear thing. It'll get worse. And the enemy of the soul of your soul, the devil, will use these things to try to get you to conform to the world and not to God. I was listening to ESPN Sports Radio one time, 710. And the radio guy said, if you don't agree with same-sex marriage, you must be a hater. I'm like, what? I'm not a hater. So I, I went and I found the, the, on the internet the station manager and I emailed him and stuff. I said, hey, you know, it, I'm not a hater. I love God. I love all people. There's just certain things, certain lifestyles that are not acceptable to God. Not my fault. I just believe in Jesus. And he didn't do anything about it. He sent me this nice, smoozy little email. And I'm like, I'm not listening to 710 Sports no more. That was a few years ago. They, they don't care. Starbucks has said, I don't, I, I've stopped going to Starbucks. I, I got a gift card for Christmas, so... I'm going to use it just so you know. If you see me at Starbucks, that's because somebody gave me a gift card, but I don't go to Starbucks. You got me a gift card, Vic? My mic? You want it? <laughs> but, but Starbucks, they, they, didn't, they told me they didn't want me to come anymore. They said that when they said, If you don't believe in same-sex marriage, we don't want your business. Okay, I won't give it to you. I'll stop going. Now, I know some of y'all got your Starbucks right now, you know, and you're like. (laughs) I'm talking about for me, okay? That's That's me. But it's been coming at us in bits and pieces And it's going to increase in the days of end. You'll see laws change so they can fit the wicked lifestyle that people are desiring. You're going to see it. You're already starting to see things. But we have to turn around from that stuff and stay with God. We have to turn away from that stuff and stay focused on Jesus. The turnaround in our lives has got to be repentance for what's going on. You know, this is what happened in Rome. It was so bad in Rome that no one saw a reason to save it. And they gave up. But on that road to destruction, it was was the Christians who were thrown to the lines in the Colosseum because the Christians wouldn't bend. The Christians wouldn't give in to what they were doing and they spoke out against it. And so they killed them. They killed the Christians. Are you ready to die? I got one. (laughs) You know, um, in Korea, North Korea, 
they were putting paving a road and the steamroller broke through into a, an underground cave. And the people that were in that were Christians in that cave having church. And so they brought the people out of the caves and, and they told them to deny Christ. And they, they said no. And so they laid their kids down in front of the steamroller and said, deny Christ or we're going to make your kids part of the road. And the parents said, we'll see you in heaven. And they steamrolled their kids. And then they steamrolled the parents right into the road because they wouldn't deny Christ. You say, oh yeah, but that was, you know, that was in the 50s. I'll give you that one. But, you know, in the 2000s, there's plenty of people being persecuted. Every year, over a thousand girls in, in Pakistan are made to become Muslims or die. I had a, a lady sent me pictures that said, sent me pictures of a dead lady. She said, this lady was told to convert Muslim or be murdered. And she chose death. She said, please pray for us. Please pray for us. That's where it's at. That was just last month. See, we haven't experienced that kind of thing in America. We've been very fortunate. But there is a force, the, the devil, that, does not, that wants us to experience that, that does not want us to have what we have, the freedom and the liberty to worship the Lord. And we need the greatest turnaround in history that you can imagine right now. I watched football last night. It was a rerun. I watched a rerun football game. Must have been desperate, Delanda. I didn't even know it was a rerun. <laughs> but in the last six minutes, the score changed like five times. You know, the, the quarterback for uh, the Baltimore Ravens was in the locker room with cramps, you know, and so his replacement's in there, and he went down hard, and he got hurt, and he couldn't get up. And then here comes the quarterback running out of the locker room. And uh, the score was tied. It was fourth down, five yards to go. And, and Lamar Jackson steps into the shotgun, takes a snap, drops back, takes off because Lamar can run, man. That guy can run. And he's running towards the, the, the line there and he's running, running. And he sees a guy just break open. He just tosses that ball over there. 50-yard touchdown pass. First play back is like, they call him Superman, you know. What a turnaround. We need a turnaround in 2021. We need to let go of all fear that the enemy has tried to put on us, amen. We need to break free from that, break free from all torment, that we can press into what God has for us, that we can be that voice of the one crying out in the wilderness that John the Baptist was and tell somebody about Jesus, that we can begin to love on people and draw them in by the, the word of the Lord. That's all God is asking out of you. There's a line being drawn. I said it a few weeks ago. There's a line being drawn into the sand that we need to make sure that we're on the right side of that line. As a body of Christ, we need to make a stand and turn away from the world. Let that be your turnaround, turning away from the world. We, listen, if you say you have no world in you, you're probably a little liar, just a little bit. 
We all got a little bit of liar. Where's uh, Tim at? Is he coming up? Tim, come on. He's back there. Okay, come on, Tim. We all got a little bit of world in us. And you know, Mark, the more I keep reading, the more I see what, what God requires of me. And I've read the Bible through so many times through the years. And we just posted a new one. It should be on the website either today or tomorrow for a daily Bible reading to go through the Word of God with us this year. It's a great devotional, and I encourage you to get involved in it so that you're getting the Word in you every day. Because the more you read, the more you'll turn around. Some of you might become dizzy like I did in the beginning because I had so much to deal with. Maybe you have a lot to deal with too. It's time for a turnaround. It's time to turn around like never before. And today I want to signify that turnaround by taking communion. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Oh, there he is. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 27, it says, So anyone who eats this bread drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. We need to examine ourselves, amen? We need to take a look, take inventory of our own life, see if what world is in us and get rid of it. He says, verse 29, for if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That is why many of you are weak and sick and some have died. Verse 31, but if we would examine ourselves, we would not be judged by God in this way. Yet when we're judged by the Lord, we're being disciplined so that we will not be condemned along with the world. God loves us so much. So let's just take some time today. Let's examine ourselves for where we need to turn around. Some may be easy for you, some may not be easy for you. Some things may be rooted in you really deep. Examine your attitudes today. Examine your motives today. Take a look at the thoughts in your heart. Examine your heart today. Examine your relationships today. Let your heart be free today. bondage, no more pain, free from unforgiveness, free from the hurts of yesterday. Allow the Lord to take out any stones that may be there. Let your heart be free today. Holy Spirit, just speak to us right now. Speak to our hearts.
love abounds, Lord, towards each person today. That perfect love, God, breaking off all fear, destroying fear. Oh, I just saw like fear explode. Praise you, Jesus. repeat this prayer after me if you would. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son Jesus that he died for me and he rose from the dead. Jesus, I receive that love today. Take the world out of me. Set my focus on heaven that I could be used mightily of you here. Give me strength. Give me eyes to see. Give me ears to hear what the Spirit has that I may walk in it. That I may fulfill your plan of sharing the gospel message. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, you gotta be right with Jesus to have communion with him. It's not just something you do. It's an act of worship. take communion we're just coming in agreement with everything that Jesus did we're letting go of our weights and sins that so easily ensnare us and we're partaking 
of the forgiveness of our sins. We're partaking of the healing of our diseases. Not ours, but disease. Because I don't own that stuff, amen? We don't own it. I like, Liz, how you changed that song. He's turning all sorrow, not our sorrow, all sorrow, all pain. I like how you changed that because we don't own that stuff. His body bruised and broken for every one of us. Oh, that we could live, that we could live. His blood shed so that we be washed, we be cleansed, be forgiven of all sin. Not only forgiven, but freed from it. Yes. Today we're going to do it a little differently. I'd like you to come and get the emblems and, and just take it with your, your family or a friend today. Just take it together on your own as you're ready. Tim, I'd like to just sing that again. And while we're worshiping right now, just come and get the elements and then take it together with your family or a friend today. And um, just remember what it represents. Receive your healing today. Receive that cleansing today. And just walk in it today. Look Street. 